Welcome to Age of Intention, the podcast that's all about redefining aging for women in their 40s and beyond. Are you tired of the same old generic health advice that's more suited for 20-somethings with tight leggings and unrealistic routines? Well, then you are in the right place. I'm Ags Galand, a coach and nutritionist, and together with my amazing guests, we will discover proactive wellness, nutrition wisdom, and real-life tips. No nonsense, no BS. Just genuine advice for women wanting to thrive and age with intention. Let's do this. Hey there, and welcome to today's episode of Age with Intention, the podcast that it's all about redefining aging for those that are 40 plus. That's us, that's me, that's probably you listening. So I'm super happy to have you here. As you know, my name is Ags, and today we are going to be diving in to this exciting topic of aging intentionally and what it really means. What is the mystery, right? What is behind it? And I know if you've listened to my podcast before, you probably listened to that first episode when I explained my intention behind it and why am I doing this? And because it was pretty much about a year ago, I feel some of the concepts for me maybe developed, maybe changed, probably not changed, but maybe more evolved. So I thought it would be nice to, after um, taking some time off, it would be nice to get back in and put it out there again. Some thoughts around aging, why does it matter? So today we're going to be talking about the concept of prevention over treatment. We're going to be breaking through a bit of BS around midlife women and also discussing any kind of important challenges that I see from talking to clients, from watching the society around aging, around women. I invite you um, to listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy it. And I want you to be ready, ready to embrace that power, that something that is fun and definitely different (laughs) in our 40s. So let's get started. So when I think of 40 and why this episode is really um, called why to think of aging when you're 40, a lot of people do ask me, you know, it's not the end of the world. This is like so many years. You're not 70 yet. Da da da. And my idea of aging and my idea of health really evolved throughout the years. Um, and I want to talk about here briefly, uh, start with a power of prevention, a key difference between preventing health issues before they really happen and then reacting to them after they already developed. So there is this concept of I'd love for people, for women to understand a little bit more of how powerful certain changes in lifestyle and nutrition in exercise that can be taken now can really have impact on how we age and how our life looks, not in a year from now, but five years, 10 years, 20, 30 years. I don't know about you, but I do want to live as long as I can, as long as it's a happy and long life. And for me, that idea just really, really resonates. There's a lot of statistics about, you know, how really simple preventative measures like exercise and food and, you know, making sure we have enough calories, but not too much calories and balanced nutrition, things that we do, things that we think, things that we put in front of us in terms of our emotional health in terms of our um, physical health, how those can really significantly reduce the risk of any common health concerns like heart disease, osteoporosis, diabetes, things that are sadly creeping up on us, not only women, as we age. It's just something that we are dealing with as a society, as women, as, as people. And I love to understand how 
those certain simple measures can really, really have a significant power on reducing those risks. So preventative habits not only will impact your health, but also influence different aspects of your life. So I imagine because you are here, you're probably interested in your health, you're probably invested in your well-being. So you probably already know how everything is connected, how you eat may be affecting how you're feeling, how you're feeling probably affects your work, your relationships and how you handle kids, etc. All of it is really, really important. Your energy levels, your overall well-being, how those preventative things can be implemented in our life versus putting a huge impact impact on ourselves when a disease or something terrible or a health issue comes up later because we've neglected some parts of our life. Now, I know it's a really hard concept to understand. It's almost like um, someone told me this analogy once, and I think it's a brilliant one, because it's explaining to you that you should put sunscreen on every day, even if it's not sunny, even because you don't see immediate effects, right? You, you're not going to see any changes. But you know that in the long term, you're going to have healthier skin. You're probably not damaging your skin. You, you know, preventing potential skin cancer, sagging skin, you know, all of that going forward. You know, you're almost like paying yourself forward. You know, you're going into the future. You're looking after your future self. And the concept of prevention versus treating a disease, I do see in a very similar way. It's a really hard sell if you ask me from a business perspective, because a lot of people often come to someone like a coach or a nutritionist when something goes wrong, when the shit hits the fan. But I want for my clients and for women I know to really grasp that concept of preventing is actually easier, it's healthier and it's better and it's more impactful than treating the stuff that will maybe happen, maybe not, we don't know. But just living that different lifestyle, having different choices, choosing one thing or another that is bringing that healthy lifespan and in general more well-being to now and also tomorrow. It's something that I really love and I really urge you to take charge of your health and really well-being to choose today for the healthy tomorrow. Now, the second thing I wanted to dive in is really those, I mean, pesky, nasty societal pressures. It's such a loaded topic at the moment. And part of me almost like didn't want to get in there. But why I feel that aging is important to consider when you're 40. We're surrounded by midlife women, the pressures that really can be so stifling if we let them. And, you know, here is the thing. We don't have to let them. And I know it's so easy because in our culture, we constantly bombarded with those images of youth and vitality and how aging is affecting women. You always see those pictures around how aging women are, you know, a rag and terrible and look at herself, forgot about herself, let herself go. Where a man is like, you know, a silver fox and he's like, like wine and all of that. And it's just it. I'm going to be honest with you. It does piss me off. And, you know, it's all about that beauty and things that we are embracing when we're younger. But, you know, if that fades away, what else do we have to offer? What is society paying attention to? Obviously, to all the negative stuff, which is just a total BS. So I want us to really look into that from a different perspective and see and find an inspiration and look into the beauty, the wisdom, the experience and strength and the no BS giving and all of that that can come with age. And I don't know about you, but for me, it really started a few years ago, even before I was 40. I already started to feel the signs of change and things that looked different for me. I wanted to do different things. I was interested in different things. Different things started to matter for me before I turned 40. And now 
after. And a lot of them were contradictive. You know, I didn't, we don't have to let the society really to define us, to define us by number. You can be whoever you want to be. You can do whatever heck you want to do. And I also love this line of just because we're 40, just because we're 50, we're not dying we're still here we don't need to want to be 25 again heck no we can just be ourselves we just can um, be whoever you are right now and embrace that and I know it's something that is quite hard to maybe grasp or understand or even maybe even believe in depending on where you are in your journey I have to tell you I have days sometimes that I struggle with that and I do feel older and I do feel like oh is everything done now things are not possible anymore but I do constantly and consciously and hey this is the name of the podcast right intentionally choose to think differently and I do surround myself with things like positive social media feeds. I seek out inspiring older women. I love having conversation with older women. I am inspired by inspiring older women. So all of those things that just will show my brand the evidence that aging can be awesome, that it can be beautiful. It doesn't have to be debilitating. It doesn't have to be rag and terrible. And then we can change that narrative. The midlife crisis, the hormonal shifts, the all of that. I know some of it does happen and some of it is true. And we're going to talk about it on you know future episodes. But I also want to just put it out there how a lot of it is BS and it's all about what we let ourselves to believe in. So if you're someone that potentially struggles with changing the narrative and changing those stories in your head, coaching can be a brilliant thing for it. Where We learn to reframe, when we learn to manage our brain, when we learn to le- manage our thoughts. And also, you know, taking those mini actions, you know, what is it that I want to feel that it's different? If I don't want to feel old at 40, what else do I want to feel? And if I want to feel that thing, then what needs to happen? So I actually do. So I actually take action. I do different things. I act differently. I am going to become someone different that I want to be. Now, the point three around why to think of aging when you're 40, I love to talk about challenges and problems. And I often talk to my clients um, about all the issues they face in their 40s and beyond. And there's plenty of them. We're talking hormonal changes, increased responsibilities, different time management, time constraints, you know, the kids, the parents, the friendships, the moving, the careers, the trying to keep everything bloody balanced and all of that. It's just, it seems like a lot. I don't know why, but this time of our life, it's just a lot. (laughs) I often think of if I would go back to being 30 or 25, would I? I think I wouldn't necessarily, but what I would happily take is that carefreeness and less responsibilities, right? We didn't realize how lucky and how awesome it was to just have less on our lists, less on our, in our heads, maybe to manage, to figure out. I don't know, maybe it's just me. But I also believe that this time, beyond all those challenges, can be awesome for possibilities. And it can be awesome because... This is almost prime of our life. We went through so much. We've learned through so many different experiences. We've gathered so many different, you know, evidence for our brain 
to show that things are working out, you know, that we are here, we made it, we we still keep going despite the challenges, despite the higher stress, despite everything else that is going on. You are still here and there were hurdles and you overcome them and there can be positive experience that come out even of the, you know, shitty stuff. So, for example, one of the reasons why I decided to take up nutritional therapy as a, you know, bloody four year degree in my late 30s with two small children was that I just I wasn't done. I was thinking this is my time. And yes, I did feel older. I did ask myself a ton of questions whether I have to do I want to? What does it mean? How am I going to cope? How am I going to sleep? What am I going to do? And yes, all of it, yes, was challenging. But part of me also felt like I cannot not do it. You know, I wanted more. I believe that I'm capable of doing more, of achieving what I want. And I said, I'm not going to age. I'm not going to my challenges. The current circumstances let stop you. So this can be an example of how you can use that time of your life as a transformation to do something that maybe you've been wondering for a long time. Maybe you wanted to do something. Maybe you wanted to try something new or to make a radical change or just a small change. It can be a time where you just simply finally allow yourself to do that. It can be challenging, but also it can be plenty of possibilities. Both of those things are true and both of those things can be possible. And it's never too late to start making healthy choices, career changes, house moves, country moves, all of that. Number four that I thought of why to think of aging when you're 40 is that elusive definition, (laughs) the elusive self-care and how is important in maintaining our physical and mental health. And if we haven't, for example, I have not learned When I was in my 20s and 30s, I did not really understand the definition of self-care. I, looking back now, I thought I'm doing all the cool things. I thought I'm looking after myself, but it looked very different to what I think now. It doesn't mean it was wrong. It doesn't mean it wasn't right for me at the time. But almost redefining that concept of self-care for you now, looking through those different experiences and looking through a reality of all the goals that you have now. How do you want to see yourself going forward, right? So how important is it really for maintaining our physical and mental health and balancing, balancing, caregiving responsibilities and also with self-care and emphasis on self-care that it's not really selfish. I know it's such a cliche to say, but it's not selfish. It's actually necessary for us to be able to carry out other stuff. It's almost like the way I see self-care now, it's maintenance, It's like your MOT for the car. You go in and check, except, you know, I think it's what you do it yearly, maybe. (laughs) You don't want to do self-care yearly. You want to do it regularly and you want to go before it's too late. You want to go and capture, self-protect and keep those energy levels, keep those self-care levels topped up in a certain, with a certain amount so it never runs out. Because when it runs out, it's actually quite quite crappy, right? I've had an experience myself about a couple of years ago when going through my first year of uni and it was obviously COVID and sick children, all of that was together, obviously. And it was probably the first time ever that I've let myself go so much in terms of my self-care and my maintenance that I really struggled to get out of that. And 
notice that obviously upon reflection and in retrospective how difficult it was for me to to a push myself keep going forward by also not doing much to top my energy levels up i just when you're in that bubble when it's happening to you it's just really hard to notice it's really hard to reflect so emphasis here on those practices that you can develop for yourself now you know yourself better now when you're 40 you know what's working for you you know how to maybe design those different habits and how to use them effectively so you can recharge you can top yourself up you can put your oxygen mask first before you get out there and help everyone else and this is part of your job I almost see that as as much as I'm managing, you know, the household, I look after my kids, I look after, you know, the groceries and cooking and cleaning and all of those stuff that are beyond our work, I also need to see myself as work. I know it sounds maybe dreadful, if depending on where you're coming from, but for me, it almost helps me to put it in a perspective because I know, you know, for my brain, work is important. <laughs> I want to show up. I will show up for work. But sometimes, sadly, we may think that work is more important than me. So if I put me in a category of work, I can almost in a way trick myself because it's just part of something I need to do. It's part of something that needs to be done because if this is not going to be done, there will be knock-on effect on something else. And the reason I'm saying that now, and, and I guess in this episode, is because I don't know how about you, but for me, it took me ages to really get that, to really grasp that concept. Now, when I see, you know, I have moments or sometimes days, sometimes weeks where, you know, just something is off, the energy isn't there, and I just feel like on edge. And then I know now, okay, what am I missing here? Where am I letting go? What should I be, what should I be adding in that is just for me? How can I top myself up here? And, and that is a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing that can be integrated into that daily life and building those habits of self-care and self-maintenance, physical and mental, is just so important. And when we learn to do it now in our 40s, it's just going to get so much easier in our 50s and 60s and beyond. And as I said, I do want to get there. I do want to be healthy. I do want to have vitality when I'm there. So I know I need to work for it now and set those beautiful foundations whenever I can. And the last part, number five, of why to think of aging when you are 40 is really kind of an idea, you know, that's just very natural. So exploring various transitions that occur in midlife. Some of you may be, you know, starting to come up to empty nests. Maybe you're into career change. Maybe you're into relationship change. Maybe you actually just had a baby. Maybe you're moving country. Maybe you're changing jobs. Anything that is happening for you, it's a huge transition. And for some reason, and for many of my clients, any transitions that happen around this time, particularly when we are 40, obviously are combined with all those different responsibilities and challenges that we mentioned in a point earlier. So it can be hormonal change, it can be your, I don't know, sleep issues, it can be raising children issues and emotional stuff and relationship issues, and going through some potential huge life transitions. All of that can be really difficult and it can be frustrating when you're going through it. And this is why I feel like we can try to think of how can I do it intentionally? How can I be more proactive about what needs to happen for me so I can age better, so I can transition better, so I can do it differently? 
Now I have this wisdom of previous years, previous decades. I've learned so much, whether it's from myself or from others or from my experiences. How can I now be more intentional and create healthy habits and healthier routines and healthier mindset that can help me to align with those changing circumstances of my life, of my 40s, of my 50s? Something that I absolutely love and it's it's been a game changer for me is adapt, adopting that growth mindset, viewing change as an opportunity for personal growth, for transformation, for a change. And I know I'm not like everyone else and everyone is unique. You as well will be very different to me or to some of my clients. But for me, change bring often something fresh and exciting. It also can be terrifying. I get it. But also it means opportunity. It means that we can be better. It means that we can be different. That we can create something that we really want, that we really believe in. And yeah, that growth mindset, adopting that versus sitting in that fixed mindset and believing that things that are now, they have to stay, that I cannot change, I cannot transition, I cannot go through it. To reframe that and to switch and to manage your brain into believing that there are possibilities and there are opportunities for you, not only despite of being 40, but because of you being 40 and plus. I think that can be a beautiful thing and it can be possible to do it intentionally and to evolve with life and your experiences as you age if you do it proactively. So here you have it. Those are some five um, different elements that I wanted to share with you when it comes to concept of aging with intention. Those are really, you know, as we said, it's really talking about, you know, power of prevention breaking through that BS and patriarchy and society beliefs around aging and talking about challenges and possibilities that we witness as we grow older and also self-care, importance of it and also that evolving, right, evolvement with life, the transitions that we might be going through and that growth mindset that we can try to adopt. I also, on a closing note, um, there is also thought I had around 40s that we often or often hear from clients you know we do say things like it's 40 you know I'm obviously gonna sleep worse I'm gonna have the hot flushes and I'm just gonna be this and this and that and ah that's because I'm 40 this is happening to me because I'm 40. I do feel a little bit edgy about that and I guess the reason for that is that I do believe that, yes, there is a lot of changes coming into 40s. There is a lot of things that we are dealing with, but there is also a lot of it that is in our control. So our habits completely change when we're 40. I don't know if you've noticed, but maybe you do have family or not, but you probably have a little bit less movement. You don't go out every night. You maybe go to sleep a little bit later because you want to just zone out at Netflix or have a glass of wine or two. You're probably tired to cook someday, so you might have more takeaways. Your maybe exercise habits are not as regular as they were before because, well, let's be honest, you probably don't have that much time. You have other responsibilities and other challenges. Oh, and yes, you might have hormonal changes and you might be tired so obviously you're not going to do anything too active so there's a lot that is happening to us as we go through those changes and in our 40s but I also believe that a large part of it can be in our control so I as much as I know that things do change in midlife I am a strong believer that there is still a lot that we can control 
we may not be able to erase them. We may not be able to remove all of that. But me and my clients, we often talk about how can we find that strength? How can we define it differently? So I'm not crippled by it, but I also I see it as a positive challenge. Like, what else can I do? Is there anything else I can change? How else do I want to show up? Will I just sit down here and give up? Is that it? I mean, I, the idea of like, that's it really, really scares me. So I'm like, no, that's not it. I'm no, I'm going to make the change. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to, you know, plan it out. I'm going to tweak it. I'm going to adjust it. Let's see what else we can do. And I love for you to have that mindset. I love for you to understand that there is so much in your control, that there is so much that you can do to really seize this opportunity to live your best life now, to thrive and to ensure that health span and longevity and vitality now and as you grow older. So I invite you to obviously age with intention. I hope that was useful. Join me on this you know, incredible journey of discovering that and creating those healthy habits and celebration of that strength and wisdom you know, as we grow older. I'd love that for us. And again, thank you for tuning in. If you love this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, share it with your friends, leave me a review. Your support means a lot to me. So stay tuned for my next episode and we will dive into uh, more details around healthy aging. We're going to be talking about goal setting. We're going to be talking about how to make different changes to create those different habits, how to utilize nutrition and um, healthy lifestyle to help you thrive, to help you become your own expert in wellness and nutrition and to grasp that idea of aging with intention and being proactive with your wellness. So until then, keep thriving.